the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. This is perhaps one of the most uh, desirable broadcasts I've ever done because of the topic. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, uh, this is a topic I've never dealt with before, and it's perhaps one that you have never dealt with before. We're going to posture a question and deal with an answer. And, and the question I am asking as a journalist is, what if we are in the Great Tribulation now? Uh, a valid question, and uh, I have uh, to help me answer this, a, a man who's invested, invested himself extensively in this topic. So we're going to walk through a number of things. Before I introduce him fully, I wanted to introduce him just for you to just say hello to him. I want you to meet David Hevener. David Hevener, how you doing, brother? <laughs> hey, Brother Kaz, how you doing, man? It's so uh, good to be with you in the midst of all this uh tribulation here. Exactly. And this is a topic, you know, this has proven to be the most interesting, desirable topic just in my initial communication about this with uh, many, many of my audience. Many of my audience know where I come from as far as the kind of teaching as a journalist that I do. But uh, asking the question and answering the question, are we in the great tribulation now? You know, David, as we as we delve more deeply into this, this is a topic that uh, people are apprehensive to talk about, aren't? Isn't it? Yeah, I tell you why. Number one, um, I call it the Joel Osteen syndrome. I, not to pick on Joel, but I'm kind of having fun a little bit. Uh, in the Bible, talks about that uh, in these times that we're in, people will want their ears tickled. Yes, uh, people don't want to hear anything other than, um, you know, God wants me to, to, to have my best life now and, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Of course, you and I and your audience knows that that's absolutely uh, not, uh, not all of it. That's, not, that's a very small part of it. The other thing is <clears throat> I find Christians, Kaz, and they'll stop me in the middle of something when I start talking about the Great Tribulation. They'll go, well, you know, I'm, I'll be gone. I yes. Excuse me. I said, well, we will, I won't be here. That's one of the topics we're going to deal with in, intensely here, and because yeah. there there's some uh, baggage on both sides of this question. And, and David, what I want to do just very briefly is to start out with a shofar blast, and then just give, give people just a very quick introduction about who you are. They don't even know who you are at this juncture. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna find out about that quickly. But my listening friend, one of the things I like to do when the Bible talks about viable topics that really command attention. The Bible says, blow the shofar or blow the trumpet in Zion. 
Uh, in the book of Joel, it talks about that a number of times. And I'll tell you what, we're in a time frame where the declaration of the trumpet blast needs to be heard because the words and insights behind that trumpet blast need to be paid close attention to. So, uh, David, let, allow me to briefly blow a shofar here, and then I'm gonna, I want to just briefly introduce you, and then let's jump on to the most <clears throat> remarkable, frightening, in some ways, topic that a person could even consider. Here we go, my friends, based on Scripture, the Bible says, blow the trumpet in Zion. There you go. And David Hevner, uh, you, you, you know I'm a, I'm a shofar guy. I, I think probably when I may have met you in San Diego, I blasted one. <laughs> you sure did, man. And uh, I love it. It's anointed. It's anointed. Thank you, Kaz. Oh, oh you're welcome. My friends, as, just before we jump into the real thick of things on this, you need to know who David Hevner is. He's a, he's a guy after God's own heart, no question about it. And, er, you know, everybody has our own strengths in, and or callings. One of the things that God has called him to do is not only to be a, a musician and not only to be a, a, a broadcaster of sorts, but he has also uh, directed Academy Award winners throughout his career. And uh, many of the movies that he's done have hit HBO and Showtime and things like that. <laughs> and I'm going to tease him just a little bit. But one of the things that uh, a, a caliber that he has is he looks so much... Um, like a guy named Dirty Harry. <laughs> and, and so one of the things that, that people call on him to do in motion pictures and things like that is uh, he doesn't have the budget or the budget requirements uh, that Clint Eastwood has. So many of these people that are go, go straight from video uh, into uh, distribution, they use him for uh, that kind of a character. And let's just say... How, how be it he's a little cheaper, he does get the point across. So is, is, is that fair so far, David Hevener? <laughs> That's good, Cass. I, you know, when anytime anyone compares me with Clint Eastwood, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I will take it. Uh, you might say I'm the dirty Harry of Christianity. Uh, and you, just very briefly, you have a, a, a series in progress, too, The Last Evangelist. And uh, that is something that's a six-part series. We may talk about that as we go a little bit further into this. But my listening friend, this man has been vested and invested not only musically but uh, dramatically on so many different fronts. And you're going to get to hear and see some of the elements, components tied to that. Is that fair, David Hevner? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kaz, speaking of the last evangelist, God gave me that script, uh, that TV series about three and a half years ago, and it deals with uh, churches being shut down, being regulated, uh, deals with viruses, vaccines, uh, and and deals with a lot of things. Now, does that sound familiar? Has any of that stuff happened? So <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and as we go on, maybe I'll share what episode two and three and four is about later on in yes. the broadcast. Because I believe it was prophetic. God gave it to me. Well, I know the first episode is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't, you're pretty well uh, concluded the first episode, have you not? Yeah, we have one more scene to shoot. But yeah, we'll be done with it. It comes out February 27th. 
uh, people can catch it at davidheavener.tv. You can go sign up, and it'll it'll be playing on uh, Roku, Amazon, uh, Apple TV, and, of course, my own platform. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you have been vested and invested in this topic, and I have an op- have had an opportunity, David, to have a conversation with you, and I know that you take it deeply. And so this is a topic that you've been vested and invested in. So you are not coming as a novice. You are coming as a, as a man who's weighed it through and weighed it through. And my listening friend, here's the deal. I'm going to set the stage here so that we can begin. But I am a journalist, okay? I'm a Christian journalist. My obligation is to pursue what the truth is. You know, David, people understand the phrase, uh, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. As a journalist, my obligation is to seek the truth, so help me God. And I know that's really your heart cry as well, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. It's too, um, we're in the age right now that um, that people are to uh, wake up, watch, and warn, three W's. Yes. Um, and we're in the, 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 the time of salvation. Don't get me wrong, the altar call bringing people to Christ, that, that I'm not negating that at all. But you and I talked about this. We're in a time now where people are to wake up. We're, we're to blow the trumpet just like you blew the shofar. We're to do that, and, and, and that's why we're here. One of, the, one of the dangers, of course, is if people have doctrines that disallow us being in the tribulation, that can uh, cause many more problems as well. We're going to talk a little bit about <clears throat> that as well. But I, as a journalist— I'm going to posture it this way, and I'm going to say, what if we are in the Great Tribulation? And uh, David Hevner is going to posture it like this. We are in the Great Tribulation, and here's why. And my listening friend, we hope that we are going to open some eyes and open some hearts here. We're going to deal with the subjects honestly, transparently, and uh, you know, come together San Diego. My whole heart cry is to have everybody come together, even though we be maybe have different points of view. So, David, uh, we've got about uh, one minute left in this segment, and so I'm going to posture it this way. I'm a journalist, and I'm going to say, what if we are in the Great Tribulation? David Hevener is going to posture it saying, we are, and here is why, and we are going to excavate this. And some of uh, we're going to have to take a new look at the old book. Is that fair to say, David Hevener? <clears throat> I would say, yeah, absolutely. You're right. I would say that if you were to say David Hevener says that, yes, we are in the Great Tribulation, then I also must say that 90 percent of the people that said we'd be gone before the Tribulation got here are wrong. Um, <laughs> we're going to—yeah, that's, that's one of the most important comments and questions we need to deal with, I think, David. <laughs> I know, because we're still here. Look, <laughs> here's what I tell people. We've got about uh, less than a minute. Okay, it, 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 and I'm going to start with this, and then we'll get into uh, after the break. We must live and be willing to die as if we are in the tribulation and there will be no rapture, but we know there will be. In other words, we can't sit around with our suitcases packed saying, I don't need to deal with this because I'll be gone. We work and we are willing to die as if the rapture will come at the very tail end of the tribulation. Wow. But we pray that it comes before, quote, the tribulation. 
and I want to talk about when we come back, what does that mean, the tribulation? That's a term that's been thrown around as much as rapture, yes. you know. Uh, and I don't know that it actually has been addressed um, from a child's point of view. And we, when we come back, I want to talk to people, as Jesus said, unless you become a child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And if you can't, that means you don't understand the kingdom of heaven. Yes. If you don't understand it, why? Well, well, well. look at it as a child. David Hevner and, and I are going to talk about these things and get ready uh, to take notes and uh, get serious because we're going to deal with things that perhaps you've never heard of or considered in this light when David Hevner and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, welcome back, my friends. You know, as a Christian journalist, as a broadcaster on Come Together San Diego on a radio station in the Salem Media Network called KPRZ, K-Praise, I have an obligation as a Christian journalist, that is, to ask poignant questions and timely questions that other people dare not ask. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, the leader of a church. I'm not a leader of a congregation. Uh, I do teaching, but, but uh, I have a lot of freedom in what I say based on what I, I understand Scripture to say. So uh, as a journalist, I have to ask this hard, hard question, and I have someone with me to help me answer it from a different perspective. Uh, David Hevner, and he, he is a man who is, just absolutely loves God, but he has postured this question and has some very specific answers. So, David Hevener, I'm going to hand the baton over to you early and often on this, and I, as the journalist, I'm going to come alongside, and I'm going to say, I hear what he says, what if it is true, and we'll, I'll posture it that way, and you can posture it any way that God and his Holy Spirit directs you to do so. David Hevner. <laughs> yeah, Kaz. Um, so the question is, um, we are in the tribulation. Um, what are the signs to look for? Uh, how do we know we are? Um, are we supposed to even know that we are? In other words, are, are, it, it, does God want us to, to really know, hey, quote, here's the tribulation? Um, yeah, and what are the ramifications I, of this for, for our people that have different uh, belief structures in the faith? Man, David, man. Well, I know, but see, this is where, and, and this is, it gets very, very sensitive here, Kaz, because um, many are called, few are chosen. The road is narrow. You know, we forget that, don't we? We just think that everyone that piles into a church every Sunday morning is just going to, is, is God's children. And going to heaven. That's what that I mean, and, and that's what we would like to believe, and that's what I want to believe. So I'm not, I'm not coming from a from a place of darkness, trying to trying to beat people up, but we have to face reality. Um, in Matthew twenty four four, uh, Jesus said, "Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am Christ. I will and will deceive many." Well, what does that mean when it says, come in my name, saying I am Christ? Are, are they saying in the pulpit? Are they saying I'm Jesus? I mean, I think that's kind of absurd. I think if any preacher today would get in the pulpit 
you know, whether it's a Catholic church or Methodist or Baptist or non-denominational. He goes, excuse me, uh, this morning, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're looking at Jesus. I mean, they would throw him out of the pulpit, right? Oh, absolutely. But there's so, a, lot, a lot more things that are seemingly more innocent that are going coming to pass. Is that really, uh, as a journalist, uh, trouble me, David. It's sad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but let's address this. I am Christ. Um, when a preacher gets up and starts talking about Jesus, but it's not really the character of Jesus he's talking about. He only talks about a part of Jesus, which means it's not the real Jesus. Because aren't if you so, don't, you're, are you saying you he's talking about an area that he, with which he's comfortable, <laughs> but not willing to go any further? Uh, <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. So you can't have um, you can't have part of the truth. To have the truth, you must have the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. And if you're not willing to teach and preach and talk about all, <clears throat> excuse me, aspects of Jesus Christ, then you're not talking about the real Jesus. You're talking about a counterfeit Candyland Jesus. And this is what Jesus was talking about. Matthew 24. Many will come in my name, saying, "I am Christ." meaning they will be teaching a false Christ, which is what's happening right now, Kaz. It's, it's rampant. So and this l- is l- let me just quickly ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Are you saying even, like, say, say the people that have uh, mm-hmm. taught, for example, that pre-tribulation rapture were going to be carried out in this, or, or, or other uh, doctrines that they will not go beyond a certain point, uh, are you saying all those people are false Teachers, or are they have made an innocent error, and God wants to change that? Where do many, some of these people and many of these people line up, David Hebner? No, when someone says we are uh, not going to go through the tribulation because uh, you know we're going to be raptured, that, that's not that's not preaching a false Jesus. No, it's, it's preaching a stupid gospel because. Um, that's not the point. The point is we need to live as if it's not going to happen until the end of the tribulation. We cannot have our bags packed and take the take the you know the easy road. Um, so no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is preaching a Jesus that's a universal um, uh, entity, uh, someone who loves all no matter what they do, someone who forgives all no matter how many times they do it. Uh, you know, the Ten Commandments died, you know, in the would, New Testament. Would you, are you talking about someone who's preaching a social gospel? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a false gospel. It's, a, it's another Christ is what they're teaching. See, you can't get up and talk about Jesus, and, and yet you're in error about 50% of the things you talk about and not be talking about a false Christ. Wow. Because you, you, you are talking about a false Christ. You, you can't talk about a real Christ, but you're talking falsely about a real Christ. You're preaching a false Christ, and that's what Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, and that's what I'm going to kind of go through, if I may, which outlines the tribulation and also the, the, well, the beginning of the tribulation as we slip into it. Which we that this is where we are right now. Okay, we've so, I've got about two and a half minutes on this, but one of the things I want to make absolutely sure of is that we need to deal with the fact that pe- people that are uh, godly people have been teaching things that uh, uh, are going to put people on the wrong track, 
uh, and I, we're going to have to deal with that as well. So I'm going to hand the baton to you, David Hevner, and, and then we will uh, spend a minute or two uh, setting up for the next segment. Yeah. But this is really what, you know, I have trouble sleeping at night, David, sometimes because I, I know that there are people that are preaching some things that uh, if they are not true, they're going to cause great demise in the body of Christ. What do we do about that? What do we do about that? So I'm going to hand it over to you, David. Yeah, you know, we just, um, Last Evangelist, our ministry just uh, bought a church. And um, the area we bought this church, there's seven churches within two blocks, seven churches. I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> Sounds scriptural. And and I, I told my wife, I said, you know, if we're buying this church and I'm going to start preaching here, I want to get to know all the pastors. I want to know what, what they're teaching. I don't care if they're Catholic. I don't care if they're Methodist. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to know what they are teaching. And you know, Kaz, I went to about five of those seven churches, and, a, and every church had a watered-down gospel. Not just watered-down they were preaching a different gospel, and they were preaching a different Jesus. And I know that's a hard thing to say, but if I said to them, and I'm using this, I'm pulling this out of the air, if I said to them, if you're a homosexual, is that a sin? Well, they're going to either ignore the question or tell me, well, uh, not really. You know, I mean, there's a lot of sins. Out. You know, they'll start negotiating. And, and that's just one thing. You know, I can give you 10 other things. Well, by the time you're done, where's Jesus in all this? So they're, they're preaching a different Jesus. It's not the same Jesus. Even, even the Baptist churches, you know, <clears throat> they, they, they're worshiping their, their Southern Baptist religion. Uh, it's become their own God. It's, it's become as big as their relate or important as their relationship and their dedication to God. I'm sorry, I'm not really showing much mercy tonight, am I? This is, um, <laughs> well, this is I, I, want, I want pure honesty from you, from your perspective. And ultimately, well, we want to get to the point of, uh, if we are in the Great Tribulation now, what do we have to unlearn? What do we have to relearn? And uh, how are our eyes going to change if we are indeed in the midst of the Tribulation? My friend, this is a vital question, and David Hevener are going to and I are going to uh, exercise this more when we continue. You have about 30 seconds before I can let the people go to the break. David? Yeah. The question to ask, Kaz, is not are we in the Great Tribulation. That's not the question or, or the question to look for an answer. The, the, the question is, are we in the Great Deception? Jesus never came and said, you're now in the Great Tribulation. But he did say, I'm paraphrasing, let no man deceive you. And he talked about deception, spent all of Matthew 24, most of it, referring to that. So we, we need to, to, when we come back, let's talk about the great deception, which ties into the tribulation and what that looks like. Very good. David Hevener, thank you for joining me. I'm going to give you a lot of freedom in this broadcast as I, as a journalist, uh, join with you in asking the legitimate question, are we in the tribulation? If, if so, what does it mean? What does it not, not mean? David Hevner and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. 
Welcome back, my friends. Uh, As a Christian journalist with the intent of pursuing the truth, no matter what the cost, um, I have a co-host with me that has uh, a different uh, uh, posture in this, but a similar desire to discover the truth, no matter what the cost. In the close of the last segment, David Hevener was talking a little bit about the difference between the Great Tribulation or the Great Deception, and I think it was very wise to redefine those words because uh, uh, they carry a, a lot more weight. And my listening friend, I really have a heart cry. If we are in the Great Tribulation time frame, a lot of people have to rethink a lot of different things. And a lot of people are just going to continue the Great Deception uh, even in the midst of it. So I'm going to hand the baton to David Hevner because he's studied this out specifically, and I, as a journalist, study it out from a little different point of view. David? Yeah, Kaz, um, we're, we're in the great deception period now, um, which is more critical, I think, and more um, what people should focus on, okay? Um, the, the deception right now is coming through all aspects of what I call it's the um, – uh, it's it's the vehicles of the Antichrist. And this is the financial system. This is the cultural system. Um, educational system. Uh, yes, educational, political. Uh, but the most horrendous is the religious system. Um, Say that again why? slowly. My listening friend, pay close attention to what he just said. This is going to throw you off a little bit. We think all these other systems are, are the biggest danger system. He just called the religious system the biggest danger. Continue, David. Right. It's the biggest danger because it's the one thing. See, Satan doesn't say, let's go start a new religion. He says, let's take the one that exists and let's just twist it and pervert it. Because we already have them in these buildings. They already have a system in place. Let's just take over that system. So what he has done is he has hijacked that system. And this is why you see in this uh, scandemic, uh, churches closing down, yielding uh, to whatever anyone says. So, you know, they'll shut their church down and won't let people worship because of a, you know, uh, virus. Yet they'll open it back up to give what we call the jab, call it jab junction. And so this is part of that deception where people are not listening to God. They're making other things their God. Uh, the the phar- pharmaceutical, their God. Doctors, their God. Uh, deep state, one world religion, their God. God will not share God, other gods with anyone. And so this is the great deception. People say, well, I, I would never uh, turn my back on God. Well, I'm sorry, but you do turn your back on God. If you look at anything else over and above God, you turn your back on God. You say, well, that's a terrible thing to say. Well, I didn't say that. Jesus said that, Matthew 24, basically. You know, he said that, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, he goes, they hated me, they hated you. Okay, Matthew 24, 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations, because of me. So if we want to 
understand deception, we have to stand back and look and see who the deceiver is, where it's coming from, and who is being deceived. If we don't do that, we will continue in this gray, lukewarm area. See, the Antichrist isn't rising right now. He's building his system. The Antichrist is a system, and the system is now in place, and we've seen it now with this pandemic, and I think you've seen it, Kaz, you'll agree. Yes. Uh, five years ago, if we, you and I would have been talking about churches shutting down and you know, six feet apart and mask and all this stuff, you would have said to me, Heavener, you just wrote a great sci-fi movie. <laughs> but that ain't never going to happen, brother. Um, well, now look what's happening. So um, I don't want you to think that I'm picking on Catholics or Methodist or Baptist or any of that. I'm picking on the system. Their systems. These systems are systems of deception if they are on par or above God. Yes. Uh, there are people, and you and I talked about this, in the Catholic faith that I consider close brothers and sisters that love the Lord. I can't wait to be with them in heaven. Uh, there are people, um, you know, in Methodist churches and Baptists. So it's not about that. It's about falling into a system of deception. And this is what we must be very careful of because it happens very slow, like a frog in water. The water slowly gets heated up until you smell something cooking. You go, boy, that smells good. What's cooking? Well, you are. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and that's why Jesus spent Matthew 24 talking about be not deceived. And he tried, and he told us all through this, and I'll touch on certain parts of it, of what to look for. He never said, look out for a tribulation. I mean, he did in, 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 in the whole scope of things, but he never made that statement. Um, and the disciples tried to get him to come forth and, and, and spill the beans on it. But he kept saying, be not deceived, you know, and this is what we need to do. We need to make sure we're, we are not being deceived not so much are we in the tribulation what difference does that make if you're being deceived whether you're in a tribulation or not in a tribulation yes yes you know I, i'm just look i'm looking you t you're <clears throat> you're talking about the the great deception and i it, it drew me to a place in the book of daniel chapter 7 and it talks about that the enemy will speak uh, great high words against the most high that's what we're talking about people that are uh, falling prey to that but here's an interesting point of view, it says in uh, Daniel 7.25, And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change the times and the laws. So one of the things that he does, he gives us little head fakes on where we think we should be. And, and he, so he changes the days. And look what's going on right now in the one world government mentality. Look what's going on even in this nation. The laws are quasi-changing. So uh, I think this is Satan and his plan to draw attention away from God and godliness. Uh, David? Absolutely. And, and, I'm, and I, I have a little bit, uh, I agree with you, but I, I come from a little bit different place. Okay, we have we about two minutes left in this segment. So okay. uh, prepare, prepare the people for the next yeah. segment, if you would, as, yeah. in, in, in so doing. Yes. Remember, when Jesus walked the face of the earth, he didn't look at the political system and he said, woe to you, you snakes, you vipers, uh, you're sons of, you know. No, he looked at the religious system. 
And if he were to come back today as a man, he would do the same. It hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten worse. So when people think of a one-world government, a one-world, a deep state, you have to stop thinking of Republican-Democrat, of liberal-conservative. You must think of the overall picture, and 90% of that deep state picture is the one-world religion. You see— Religion, and especially, and I'll go with the Pope on this one, but, but it happens, it's, it's in every, every denomination. They, they are so strong, people have such an allegiance to the Pope, that you think for one minute that the government is stupid enough to come and try to wipe out that religion? No. They've come in and they've buddied up with it. They've buddied up with these denominations. They've buddied up with these large systems the question is, you have to ask yourself, what system are you in? Are you in God's system or are you in man's system? Wow. You can't serve two masters. So that, that, that's, a, that's a remarkable question because that really does speak to all the other things that I was talking about, too. Pre-tribulation rapture people, mid-tribulation rapture people, post-tribulation rapture people, uh, amillennials, meaning uh, many people believe we're in the millennium already— all these different points of view, if you're, if whatever you believe is taking you away from the intimacy of God and God's truth, then it has to be rethought. So uh, I'm going to uh, take take a break here, uh, David, and come back with you, and we'll ask some pretty pressing questions here that are d- going to demand uh, vulnerable, honest answers when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. As your friendly Christian journalist, we have to really visual, uh, visit uh, pressing questions, and I've never had to deal with this question uh, in the past, but it, because of the time and time frame, we have to deal with it right now. What happens if we're in the Great uh, Tribulation or uh, uh, David Hevner, my uh, co-host and great man of insights about the last days, he calls it the Great Deception, and uh, David, I, I was intrigued by what you talked about as regarding the, the, the Pope. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that are Catholic, uh, and they know that there's some dangerous things going on from the Pope's perspective. And one of the things that I would say is the Roman Catholicism and not the Catholicism, because it's the Roman component, the thing that dr- draws us away from uh, Judeo-Christian values and into uh, you know the Roman antics and and worship of deities and things like that. And, and I and I, I was thinking further. You're, you're talking about the we're talking about one world government here, David. And uh, uh, I I'm concerned about the as we step back a little bit and we see in our churches we have people that are our figureheads and that that figurehead may be in uh, direct competition with the actual head of the church. I'm going to hand it to you because I want you to to parlay this thing from your perspective because you have some great insights. And we want to dig into the heart of things here and uh, make people realize uh, the the way we thought we were doing church 
perhaps needs to be revisited. David Hevner. Yeah, well, thank you, Kaz. Um, yes, we have to revisit our, our, our thinking process. Um, we've been um, gaslighted. We've been brainwashed. And it's all part of the enemy's deception. There's going to come a day, and that day is here, okay, for many of us. You're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to worship your pastor? Are you going to worship your church? Are you going to worship your denomination? There's going to come a time you're going to have to make a decision between that denomination. Yes. And may I just say, or are you going to worship your 501c3? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, eating a sundae and you're just uh, uh, taking the cherry off the top. Um, The whole sundae is about about who's your allegiance to, okay? And and see, we have to look at this from a distance and, and back up and understand what's really going on. The one world government is not is not in Washington. It's not Congress and it's not the Senate necessarily. The one world government is what is governing you. What is governing oh. you? You, you ha- everyone has a government. Okay, and I'm not talking about your government in Australia or or uh, New Zealand or United States. I'm talking about who is governing you. If God is not governing you, if his basic principles, if his scripture is not governing you, then you are being deceived. You have another governor. And this is why Jesus talked about, they hate me, they're going to hate you, you'll be persecuted even to death. Folks, when's the last time you heard anybody going to church, being threatened they're going to die if they go to church? Not in America, for sure. No, in nowhere. I mean, I know in China, and you've got a few places in Africa and and that kind of thing. But that, you see, that that again is a deception, because they want you to focus on that and say, oh, that will never happen here. Well, here's the deal. It will happen here, but it's not going to happen because atheists don't want you to go to church. Who will come against you is your very church denominations, because if you don't follow them, they will point the finger at you and tell you, tell people that you are a person of hate speech, that you are, don't want to reconcile with humanity. And this is what you're going to face. So you'll have to make a decision. Will you step into God's space, which, you know, when you're headed for truth, there's not many people around you, or are you going to go where the masses are going? And that's straight to hell. Uh, and that I didn't say that. Jesus said that. So don't think for one moment that you're going to be able to have an allegiance with your church, your cake and eat it too, and you're going to have everything you need, and you're just going to, you know, kind of uh, skinny dip on in there to heaven and have yourself a good time because, folks, that's not what Scripture says. My. Do you, do you apply the Scripture uh, It talks about uh, in these last days you are going to have to— um, uh, preach the gospel of the kingdom because there's a lot of people in, in our past, even as you know, a, a year or so ago, we were preaching the gospel of salvation, but not the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is a different portion of the gospel message. It looks forward to the coming of Messiah, and a lot of people don't don't or haven't or don't know what to do with the actual coming of Messiah 
So, so they go where their comfort zone has been, even as, as recently as a, a year or two ago. Uh, would you like to speak to that a little bit? We have about two or three minutes in this segment, and then uh, we have the whole second hour to pay off yeah. the things that you set up, David. <laughs> well, there's two parts to that. Um, the coming of the Messiah, there's a whole population that, d- that don't want the Messiah to come because, th- quite frankly, they're not in the system of the kingdom. Okay, so they, they, they fear it because they know that's going to be D-Day for them. Number two is the kingdom. What kingdom are you in? And I ask this again. Are you in God's kingdom? Are you in man's kingdom? And if you're in God's kingdom, then you preach the kingdom. You know, we talked about this, the old Billy Graham crusades where people would come forward at the end of the telecast, you know, uh, in the age of preaching salvation. And and we should always preach salvation because you want people to be saved. God would wish everyone would be. But right now, we're in a, like you said, we're in an era, we're in a time where we are to now bring forth the kingdom, where people's eyes are now to be opened. Um, God has his chosen already picked out, and now it's time to blow the trumpet. Say, say so that, re- define that a little bit more greatly, David Hevner. God has his kids already picked out, and it's time to b- blow the shofar. And h- h- explain that a little bit more uh, clearly here it, for me, my it, finite understanding. Sure. About two or three minutes. Sure, absolutely. And I'll just do a Johnny Thunder tour. You know, Jeremiah, he talked about, I knew you before you were in the womb. Uh, David talked about in Psalms, Father, you knew me, you created me, my innermost being. God knew you before you were born. He knew exactly what you were going to do. He, you were anointed before you were born. The question is, you're anointed, but now are you going to live up to your appointing? You've got the anointing, but are you going to live up to your appointing? Each and every person is appointed to do something in the kingdom. Are you going to sit there? and look at other people and see if they make a move first, are you going to make your move? See, Cass, there's one thing that I haven't talked about and you and I haven't discussed, but it's called the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit. We're guided by the Holy Spirit, brother. You know right from wrong. I know right from wrong. I don't care what church I'm in. I don't care what preacher is talking. You and I and the people listening to me and to you, you know it in your heart. You know if you should be sitting there in that congregation Sunday after Sunday doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. You know if the preacher is preaching a false gospel. You know that because the Holy Spirit is telling you. The problem is, are you going to answer your appointing? You're appointed to do something. My listening friend, David Hevner, we have to take a break and come right back. I think he's done a very good job in setting the stage on uh, uh you and I and our personal uh, obligation to the truth, and that obligation to the truth really supersedes our relation in a church environment, a pastoral environment, uh, anything other than a Holy Spirit-driven environment. David Hebner is going to dig more deeply into this, and I know there's some. you're asking yourself the right questions right now, my listening friend, and uh, David Hebner and I, when we come right back, we're going to talk a little bit about the answers to those specific questions. And some of those answers uh, may make you a little anxious, but they are the truth. And uh, what are we going to do about it? And there also are good news uh, elements in all of this because God loves us. 
David Hebner, uh, stay with us because we're going to be back at the close of this segment and the beginning of the, of the next one. And much more to talk about, my listening friend, with my friend and powerhouse, David Hebner. Hebner. See you soon. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends, as we posture a very interesting question. What if we're in the Great Tribulation or the Great Deception right now? How does that impact us from where we are and how we see things and how God wants us to see things. David Hevner is with me, and I'm going to ask him frequently uh, to give his insights on this because this is a topic that he has uh, delved into from a different perspective than many other people. But, uh, David, one of the things that I I was, uh, during the break, I was considering a scripture that I embrace often, and it says in uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, to study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And here we are. This is exactly where we are. Our obligation is before the Lord, and we need to rightly divide a word of truth. That means the word of truth can be wrongly divided. And what your posture is, is many of our listening friends have uh, kind of embraced what maybe leadership has said or uh, denominations have said or even what they have tended to believe in their own heart that has to be really revisited because the only one really 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 accountable to you is you through god and uh, uh that's where where we are you want i'm going to hand it over to you to kind of take this wherever you want uh, david Hebner. yeah well absolutely kaz the thing is um i didn't really start reading the bible until about uh, until about 10 years ago now i read the bible all my life, but I never started reading the Bible until about 10 years ago. And what this meant was I was always reading it, trying to learn something, but never understanding it. Scripture is not a one-way street. It's a communication with God, okay? It, God talks to us. It's, it's, it's the live word. It's not a written word. It's the word that's live. It's God-breathed. When we read Scripture, the Holy Spirit is actually speaking to us and giving us the understanding, okay? So number one is many people were like me. They just read the Bible, but they never came to any understanding on it because it was a one-way street for them. Number two is they might read the Bible, but then they go out and find a preacher that matches with their interpretation of the Bible. Ooh, say that again. Wow, heavy. Yeah, they will read the Bible, and then they'll go find a preacher that matches with their interpretation of what they read. Whereas we are to read the Bible and let the Holy Spirit teach us. Paul talks about it. He says, you don't need to be taught. No one needs to teach you. The Holy Spirit gives you everything you need. Now, I'm not telling you you don't need to be under anyone's um, accountability. I don't mean that you're not to go out and learn. I don't mean that you're not to have it, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm going to the basic understanding of what kingdom you're in 
Are you in man's kingdom or God's kingdom comes from the Holy Spirit? But people go out and find a preacher that'll match their interpretation of the Bible because many people have created their own God. That's a very heavy revelation that you give there. Uh, so where do we go from here on that, David Heavener? You, you, you talk about the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm, I, I do a lot of study on uh, where the church has been in the very recent past and where it is now. A lot of people have taken comfort and solace in the actual written word, but they don't feel as comfortable applying God's Holy Spirit-driven component in that. And, you know, the written word takes you so far, but you, but you tend to find other people who will embrace the same written word that you feel comfortable with, and you d- disallowed the intervention of Holy Spirit. And I believe part of what you're telling us is this great deception is us disallowing the intervention of Holy Spirit. And, and I, as I look at Satan and his, his style, he, he, is a, he doesn't know how to deal with Holy Spirit-driven saints. <laughs> Handing it to you, David. <laughs> That's right. Well, right now there's, there's, there's uh, you know, many, many, many interpretations of the Bible. I mean, every time I turn around, they've added more interpretations, you know. I figure by the time the Antichrist system comes into full operation, there's going to be at least a thousand interpretations of the Bible. And the final interpretation will be the Bible of the Antichrist. Okay. He'll have his own Bible. You say, David, um, I'll never read that Bible. And I go, well, be careful that you're not reading it right now. Wow. Yeah. Be careful that you're not reading it right now. Anytime you read the written word, you're at risk of reading the Antichrist Bible. I'm talking about the written word. However, if you're letting the word become alive on the page where it can speak to you and guide you and direct you, that is God's word. You will never be at risk and jeopardy of the Bible of the Antichrist because the Antichrist is using many interpretations of the Bible for his own good. And like I said, someone will read a a version of the Bible, and they will go out and find a church that smells like that version and a preacher that preaches the same philosophy. Would it be accurate to say that a a pastor may look for congregations in a similar way? Like he preaches something, uh, and he's looking for people to come alongside of him to embrace what he teaches. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a a two-way street, you know. Um, and so this is why we must you, one of the people say, well, what do I do now? Well, here's here's what you do now. This is where a child. Jesus said you must become his children. We may need to go back to the first grade, even kindergarten. A lot of us with scripture. Take and start. I suggest start in the book of John. The word it was the beginning and read that. It always works for me. The Holy Spirit speaks to me in the book of John like crazy. I'm telling you. Um, and ask God to reveal things to you. Okay. Uh, I ask people, I say, what's the most important thing to you? And they'll say, I, I want to know when the tribulation's going to be. Okay. I want to know, um, you know, w- when is the, uh, uh, the, um, 
when Jesus talked about Matthew 24, these certain things happening. And I said, well, that's fine. But you know what I pray for? I pray for wisdom. Because if God will give me the wisdom, all those other things fall into place. Wow. Profound comment. Yeah, if I could just take a moment. Sure. We've got about three minutes left in this segment. Oh, okay. About wisdom is there's four parts to wisdom. The first is you need to seek and listen. That's Proverbs 8.34, seek and listen. 34 says, blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. He's not saying blessed those that go into the Catholic Church or the Baptist Church or have allegiance to a denomination. No, he's saying, listen to me. What system are you listening to? Listen to the system of God, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doors. Number two is listen and apply it. Once you get it, you need to apply it. Proverbs 2, 1 through 6 says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it as his hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Um, and if we have time for one more before we sure. go into the break, this is James 1, 5 through 8. Believe, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is a double-minded and unstable and all they do. Folks, wisdom, that's what I pray for. Oh, my. David Heavener, great insights here. And I think you've answered the question without really specifically answering the question about are we in the, in the tribulation or the great deception, and you believe we are definitely in the great deception and the great tribulation. But the bigger question is who are you listening to and who are you following? Because if you, you're listening to the right one, Holy Spirit, uh, and you are following that directive, then even if things go awry, you are in God's place to allow God to intervene on yours and my behalf. Would that be accurate, David? Absolutely. You just summarized everything I said. (laughs) My friends, we're going to dig more deeply, specifically into this. Uh, Let's say that we are in the Great Tribulation or the Great Deception Where do we go from here, and what solace do we take, even in the fact that uh, maybe we have been taught or uh, presumed different things in our life? It's not too late. We're going to find out more about those things when David Hevner and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, my friends, this is an engrossing conversation we're having here, and it really gets down to you and how you hear Holy Spirit and uh, what he directs you to do. David Hevner is with me, giving me me his David Hevner insights, and they are a, a different point of view than you might have expected 
but he has excavated this topic about the last days and actually even being in the great tribulation or the great deception. David, let me share a scripture that God gave me, and I'm going to have you speak to that and other things as well. You are remarkable, and I think you have really nailed it here as far as oftentimes we get into the written word and we say, okay, well, I'm going to just embrace the written word. And there's tremendous value to the written word, but it only goes so far. The spirit-driven word is really the thing that the Holy Spirit is directing, and that's where we have our strength and the enemy has his weakness. Uh, Can I direct your attention, my listening friend, and David, I'd like your insight on this as well. In only one of the Gospels uh, in in the book of Luke, where Jesus is is tempted. And you know, people are saying, yes, but it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. And and you'll see that through the other Gospels. It is written, it is written. Luke is the only one that picks this up, and I like your insights on this too, because it really speaks to what you're talking about, David. And and this is the only Gospel where uh, Satan tells him, he actually quotes Psalm 91, uh, the enemy says, you know, he will give his angels charge on you to keep you from uh, dashing your foot against a stone. And and Jesus, as quoted in Luke chapter 4, it says, and then Jesus said, it is said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. In other words, <clears throat> everybody, all the other gospels say, it is written, it is written, it is written. The truth of the matter here in, in, in the gospel of Luke, Luke said uh, that Jesus said that Satan himself used the word of God against uh, Jesus. And then Jesus says, no longer it is written. He said, it is said. In other words, he applied Holy Spirit directive to that. And the Bible says that the, the devil left him. Uh, to me, that is a real illustration of what we believers need to do. There's a value to the written word, but when it, it is spoken and we embrace what Holy Spirit has spoken to and through us, then the enemy has to leave. David Heavener, thoughts? Mm, amen. Absolutely, Kaz. Um, and I do believe that. I believe, um, and remember, Satan was actually talking to God, confronting God in the flesh. Yes. Right? So God is saying that it was written. Of course it's written, because it's, it's, it's written, but God inspired by my breath, you know, um, by God's breath. Jesus speaking. But then uh, he nailed him and said, it is said. It is said. And I believe that one really pounded the serpent on the head. That probably knocked him. That was, a, that was round nine, you know, and that, that was the knockout right there. Um, and so I, I absolutely agree. You know, um, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active. It's alive. Now, how in the world can something written on page be alive and active? You, you tell me, have you ever seen a word jump off a page and start dancing across the page? Mm. No, no. It says it's alive and active. So the Word of God is not the written word. The Word of God is put into a written word, but it is not the written word. It's because it's alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 
So this is, first of all, it tells you it's alive and active. Second of all, it tells you what it does. It, it penetrates. And Kaz, until we get to the point where we're reading God's Word and it becomes alive and active where it's dancing off the page and it starts penetrate deep into our soul, then we are not reading. We are not connecting with what God says. We're only reading what's written on a piece of paper. And your analogy there is you're saying it, that is Holy Spirit-driven and only Holy Spirit-driven. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And this is the only thing that's going to save us in these last days, in this tribulation. Yes. Because we, if we do not have discernment based upon the guiding of the Holy Spirit, if possible, God's elect would be deceived. It's not possible, but if possible, it would be. So God's elect will listen to the Holy Spirit. It may be the final second, but they will. People listening to me now and to you, you're getting that that feeling down in your gut. You're going, I, I know what they're talking about, and I've, I've felt this before, and I know God's speaking to me. Well, what are you going to do with it? Wow. Are, are you going to just sit around with the anointing and not address your appointing? No, you can't, because you're Holy Spirit-driven. And that's why in these last days, you know, we're talking about it's not a salvation issue. It's a preach the kingdom issue. And the kingdom now is what? It's Holy Spirit driven. Oh and that's how we understand and it's revealed to us. David, I, I would like you to take uh, the next three or four minutes that we have in this segment. And I, I really want to speak to our listening friends because I believe that they are beginning to comprehend what is being said here. Uh, let's, let's say we are in the time of the Great Tribulation, the Great Deception. Uh, our obligation and our only hope for success is through listening to Holy Spirit and responding to what Holy Spirit says, not uh, tracking the written word and being such a vigilant student like we have always been or a pastor or leader of yours that is telling you to do this or not to do that. They may be telling you this based on the written-down word but not Holy Spirit-driven word. And so I, I, I... I want you to talk to our listening friends who are beginning to comprehend, really, it's upon them to hear and obey David Hevner. Yeah, you know, I mentioned that 10 years ago, I read the Bible all my life, that 10 years ago, I started reading the Bible. Say, David, what's the difference? Because, again, the Bible became alive. It spoke to me. It was a communication But the only way I could get to that point where I was willing to read the Bible and let the Holy Spirit speak to me is if I had spiritual integrity. And here's what spiritual integrity is, Kaz. Many people most don't have it, by the way. You see, you have to get to a place like I did 10 years ago where I understood and realized I had two personalities. I was in multiple program, multiple. I had two personalities. I had the Sunday, the uh, Monday uh, uh, through Saturday movie making, David. And then I had the Sunday go to church, David. So I would put on different hats and I played this game of two different people until one day 
the pain was so great that I crashed and I burned. And I literally believe I melted. I believe I disintegrated. But when God brought me back up, resurrected me, and with that same power that he resurrected his son, he brought the movie-making David and the Sunday go to church David together, and I came up as one. So that when I went to Hollywood, I carried God with me. When I went into church, I carried the movie industry with me. My, 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 my. But the downside to that is I made a lot of people mad. But the upside is I made God happy. <laughs> well, that, that what a profound statement. I think we'll use that to launch into the next segment. Uh, made a lot of people mad, but you made God happy. My listening friend, here's where we are right now. Let's say we are in the great deception or the great tribulation, and uh, David Hevner thinks we are absolutely, and I can see where his point of view comes from as a journalist. But but the real question is this, who are we and what are we going to do about this? Are we going to acquiesce what other people tell us or have always told us? Or are we going to listen to Holy Spirit and then obey what Holy Spirit says? Because if you're on Holy Spirit's side, you win. If you're not on Holy Spirit's side, you lose. Uh, David, uh, spend about uh, a minute or two setting this up for the following segments, if you would, David Hebner. Yes. So in order to be able to understand these end times and where we are, it's not understanding where we are. It's understanding where you are in Christ. Okay. When you get to the point where all that matters is God more than anything else, that's when God is going to reveal to you and to me and to Kaz exactly where we are. Because too many people are asking are we in the tribulation? That's not the question. The question, again, is are you in the great deception? Okay, mm-hmm. so I want to read this to you. Um, we got about one minute in this segment. Okay, um, this is Acts 23, okay? Um, my brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God and all good conscience to this day. And in Timothy, Paul said, Timothy 4, 2, Paul said, that a sign of the last times is that people would not allow, would not follow their conscience, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience, as with the branding iron. This, my friend, is what's happening in these last days. This is what people are doing. They're following deceiving spirits. And this is not a new age philosophy where you see a witch on the corner, you know, uh, smudging and, and, and bringing up smoke. This is happening in the Christian community. Oh, my, my. Uh, David, uh, I know you're here, here with us for the entire uh, two hours, and I'm honored to have you come back with me and deal with this further. But you used a phraseology that uh, I want you to use it to springboard as we uh, as we begin the next segment. You said spiritual integrity, spiritual integrity. My listening friend right now, you're asking yourself, as am I, do I have, do you have the spiritual integrity to go where God wants us to go? If we do, the, uh, the, new, the, the good news is wonderful for us. If we do not, there are some major things that we are going to have to suffer to and through. David Hebner and I will talk about these things when we come right back. 
more Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K Praise. Well, welcome back to the last half hour of Come Together San Diego. And this really, in all honesty, it took a turn that I wasn't really expecting. I was thinking that we were going to go right between the eyes, specifically on this topic of being in the Great Deception or the Great Tribulation. And we have dealt with that specifically. And I think uh, David Hevner has given me uh, a different perspective on this wisdom that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling much better about because it falls upon us to listen and obey the directives of the Holy Spirit. You, you know, David, I, you used a term in a previous segments talking about the acquisition or embrace of spiritual integrity, and you identified how few people actually have ev- even understand what that is. Um, uh, let me ask you a, a, a slightly different question that's going to dovetail into this because I want your take on this. You know, there are a lot of people, and I am among them, that believe that God desires to have the greatest harvest of people in these last days before Satan has his wherewithal, you know, in the final days of uh, of the great tribulation. And that great harvest is upon us, but that's, that's a harvest that's only driven by listening to Holy Spirit, as you've said, uh, David, and having that spiritual integrity. Because if we do that, then that is the the... the the, the illustration that other people will see in us and in our lives that's going to cause them to accept the fullness of the Lord and what the Lord has for them. Would would could you? Uh, you may disagree with that. That that's fine as well. But I, I would like your input on that and uh, this whole concept of spiritual integrity, David Hevner. Well, spiritual integrity is like I said um, for me. It's when I crashed and burned and my two personalities melted together. I think if we're all honest, Kaz, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. But um, we all kind of sometimes hide, put God in our back pocket when we go someplace where we know that, uh, you know, it's either not appropriate to talk about God or uh, it's a sensitive subject. So we tend to put God in our back pocket you know, just for a little while. And then when we leave, we take them back out again and say, okay, God, here we are. I mean, if we're all honest, I think we've done that a little bit, you know? Um, So, but when you crash and burn and you have nothing left and you, God melts your, your two personalities together, your, your world personality and your sec and your uh, spiritual personality and melts it together and you rise up. And no matter where you go, you take God with you. It doesn't matter where you go. You take God with you. Okay? And that's what I had to do with Last Evangelist. When he gave me this script three and a half years ago, I knew the things I wrote or God wrote in that script. I knew that when I took that into Hollywood and I presented it with people, I knew that I was going to lose a lot of Hollywood friends. And I knew I was going to lose a lot of religious friends because it— it hit right between the eyes. Um, Last Evangelist. By the way, if anybody wants to know more about it, can I tell them? Oh, Last please, please, please. Yeah, go to lastevangelist.com and you can sign the newsletter or get involved. That's how we're funding this thing. Um, but so, and also uh, 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 other ways to get a hold of you. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. David, you can go to davidhebner.com. 
DavidHevener.tv. You can sign up for my network. That's that we uh, have shows that uh, that you're not going to find on any place else because they get banned. I guess you uh, can tell by that by him with me for this two hour period of time. No, no one will uh, lay things down like uh, David Heaven. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but yeah. So you have spiritual integrity. So what are you going to do with it? Spiritual integrity is not just having something, but but using it. And so, like I said, everyone out there that is God's child is anointed. You were anointed before you were born. No preacher can anoint you. No one can throw holy holy water on you and anoint you. You were anointed by God before you were born. Now, you've been appointed by God, so what are you going to do with it? Well, my appointment was last evangelist. I wrote, uh, God used me to write it. I knew because it was so truth-telling and so hard-hitting, I knew it was going to make a lot of people mad. Hollywood didn't like it because I talked too much about God. Christian community didn't like it because I talked too much about God, <laughs> about, about, about the real God, about what God is really saying in these last days. And so— um, so I acted, and I knew that once I did it, I knew that I was pretty much putting a nail in the coffin of a lot of relationships. But you know what, uh, Kaz, it's been worth it because through it all, I've gained much better relationships, people like yourself and people that love God. And, and, and not that we always agree on everything. We don't. Of course we don't. We wouldn't want to agree on everything. But I, you, you, I want to challenge you, and you want to challenge me. And that's what we're doing tonight. Yes. But we agree on one thing. We agree on truth. I am the truth. I am the way. No man goes to the Father except through me, through the real Jesus, not the Candyland Jesus. Oh, my. David Hevener, uh, I, I, I still have this hard cry for the people that are listening to this broadcast. And by now— You've given them some revelation that perhaps we are in the great tribulation, or you would call it the great deception. And if this is the case, each one of us, every single one of us has to view things differently because it is on our intimacy with the Lord rather than somebody else's prescribed intimacy or teaching or false teaching, even in innocence, a teaching that is leading us away from things. I want you to really spend some time in the last moments of this segment, David Hevner, and in the closing uh, segment as well. It's really speaking to my listening audience and saying, I know your posture is we're in the the, uh, great tribulation time, and I'm saying as a journalist, what if we are that, my friends? What are you going to do about it, and what are you going to not do about it? through Holy Spirit. Would you speak to this in, in the two minutes that are left here, David Hevner, and then we'll get into closing statements because my listening friend, you're going to want to pay close attention to where you are and where God wants you to be because it's good news, actually. It's good news, David Hevner. Oh, it's great news. Think of it this way. Um, the, the God made the, the world is a movie, okay? Uh, the script is, is the Bible, um, the fin- the author and the finisher of your faith, that's God. Now, the director is the Holy Spirit, but you are the actor. And the question is, as an actor, are you showing up on the set every day? Do you know your dialogue? And are you hitting your mark? And the reason I'm saying that is 
many Christians out there, they might be showing up to the set every day, meaning going to church, but they don't, they're not memorizing their dialogue and they're not hitting the mark. You know, in a, in a movie, if you don't hit your mark as an actor, they call cut because it, it messes everything up. Sure. You know, you block someone else. And so there's people out there listening that are saying, you know, David, Kaz, I know God's been speaking to me about doing what I'm supposed to do in these last days. And, and I know I've been focusing too much on the tribulation or the rapture. But now I want to focus, David and Kaz, on what am I supposed to do for the kingdom? What's my part? Am I hitting my mark? And everyone is an actor in God's movie. The problem is, if you don't show up on the set, not only are you doing yourself a disservice, but you're hurting your fellow actors. Because there's someone out there that needs to hear and needs to benefit from the gift God's given you. My, my. And that is called spiritual integrity. David Hefner and I were going to talk about that and and close uh, this remarkable two-hour show with a conviction for you, an awareness for you of what to do, where to stand, because the the end of the book and God's promises for you are yea and amen. It's good news, uh, even if we are in the midst of the Great Tribulation right now. Um, But the real question is, where are you? And what are you going to be doing as a result of where we are right now? David Hevner and I will talk about this on our closing segment when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise with Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends, to the last segment of the last hour of Come Together San Diego. I have uh, a newfound friend, David Hevener, with me, and he has some uh, remarkable insights. We began the program with... uh, as a journalist, I was pursuing the question, and David was reaching the question of being in the Great Tribulation now, and uh, he redefined that being the, the Great Deception, and uh, came up with a phraseology that uh, I think we'll use as we springboard into where we are and where God needs us to be. Uh, David... I think, let me put this my spin on it, but then, I, then I'm going to give you the rest of the time to uh, give your insights on this. I, I think from what I was hearing you say, it is it, very few even understand what spiritual integrity is. And I think God is going to define that as we get more intimate with him, even in these tribulation times. But it's important not to follow people, and not to follow uh, doctrines, even your own people who have taught you or implied things to you, or those doctrines with which you have felt comfortable because it made you feel comfortable and you didn't have to dig more deeply in God's Word. But the truth of the matter is God wants us to have a level of spiritual integrity knowing that we are actually personally, personally, personally accountable for our decisions. No pastor, 
no doctrine is going to be accountable as much as you are specifically. So, uh, David, here we are, and there are a lot of people asking themselves the question, if we're in the Great Tribulation um, or the Great Deception, where do I go from here, and what is the good news on the back end of this thing? David Hevner. Yeah, um, you were talking about you're going to listen to uh, your denomination, your pastor, whatever. Um, When Jesus talked about you'll be drugged, uh, and you'll be brought before the courts, and you'll you'll be persecuted. And it, who do you think is going to be persecuting you? You think it's going to be some government somewhere? Do you, do you think it? Uh, no, it's going to be the religious system is going to be the one persecuting it. So the first thing you have to understand is you need to understand that there's an enemy out there, and that enemy is is every second that goes by is is betting that he can take you into eternal damnation. That That's his goal. That's the only goal. So you must understand, number one, is that there's an enemy, and the enemy wants you. He wants your family. He wants your friends. He wants that. So once you understand that, you'll understand that you're in a war. If you understand you're in a war, you'll understand that you're in military. Okay? If you're in God's army— you understand you have a post. You must man. If you don't man your post in the military, I'm sure, Kaz, you've got people out there listening that yes. are vets. They serve in the military. So they must man their post. So it's real simple, folks. Get to your post. Ask God where he needs for you to be. I know this sounds, remember I said at the beginning, I want to talk like a child. You know, it's going to sound kind of stupid. You know, it's because it sounds simple. And simple sounds stupid. But Jesus said, unless you become as a child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So it's real simple. Ask God. Say, God, where's my post? I'm, I'm, I'm waking up this morning. I'm putting my feet on the floor. Take me to my post. God will do that. I know it sounds childish. See, David, that's kind of just ridiculous. No, through reading, first of all, it'll take you to Scripture. You'll read that special Scripture because it'll come alive off the page that morning that you say, God, take me to my post. And he will tell you and he'll witness to your spirit of what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do something that day. And as you do this day after day after day in God's military, understand you're part of his army. And you always show up to your post or make an attempt to let God know that you're trying your best. He'll always get you there. As I'm telling you, that's what I've been doing, and it works for me. And that's what I tell people. This is a form of repentance. David, well, I don't know. I didn't get to the altar. No, repentance is changing. It's turning away from the old way. There's a scripture, David, that I use, be not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. The, the truth of the matter is, if you were to step back and you realize that Satan's intent is to take every Judeo-Christian person down, every person that has a God sensitivity down and out completely, he's been working on this for thousands of years, literally. So what yeah. makes you think that you've, you've got a plan that's better than his plan? You, you, the only way that you have a plan, my listening friend, that's better than his plan is your plan has to be tied to listening to and obeying Holy Spirit 
And the enemy has no defense against that. Would that be a valid statement? We've got about four, four or five minutes left in this show, so I'm going to give you full uh, leeway to say where you, wh- what you want to say, David Hefner. But would, would that be accurate to say? <clears throat> Not only accurate, that's the gospel, <laughs> what you just said. That's, that is the gospel. In these last days, we are to understand that we are God's children. We are to act like children, totally. You know, a child, you know, will just, their imagination runs wild. They're so connected to spirituality. They're so connected to um, life, to living in the moment, living in the second. Folks, this is where God's people are going to be in these last days. I didn't say that's where they need to be. I'm telling you that's where they're going to be because now we're preaching a message of the kingdom. So I believe that tonight on this show, Kaz, there's people listening. I've said this before. I'll say it again. For the first time, they're realizing that they have a post they need to man. They're realizing they are anointed. They don't have to go to some preacher to get anointed. That God anointed them before they were born. And there's some that are listening that have been hearing God's voice but have been ignoring it. But tonight, I'm believing, Kaz, there's going to be a mass of people that's actually going to be kingdom aware. They're going to wake up to the kingdom, to the calling of the kingdom, that they are part of God's army. And now they're going to move forward and they're going to hit their post and man their post. And that's what excites me. It does. It is exciting. And the fact that we are in the tribulation, as you believe, and the great deception, the, really the bottom line is uh, God has put you in this place and this time and this season for a specific purpose. And that purpose is really tied to having a level of spiritual integrity, believing God through Holy Spirit rather than people and the things that we people have been telling you uh, that may have drawn you astray one way or another. We've got about one minute and a half minutes or so. David Hevner, use uh, David Hevner uh, uh, closing words to be a final inspiration to our listening friends. My friend, this, it's good news. It's good news. It's good news. It's good news. But only if you hear and obey Holy Spirit. Then, if not, then uh, you're uh, subject to the enemy's wiles. David Hevner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I put together eight hours of of interviews and teachings, some of the great, what I would call great uh, speakers, and and, uh, and we talked about the Illuminati. We talked about the one world government, the one world religion. We talked about astral projection. We talked about things that are leaking into the church. And this isn't a promo. I'm not trying to promo anything. But what I'm telling you is that I've spent uh, three years investigating and putting together all this information. And uh, it, and if you guys are interested, Kaz, and I just tell them if they're interested. Oh, please, they please, please. To, yeah. Uh, you can just go to, uh, um, uh, you, well, you can text the word chosen to 91999, the word chosen to 91999. If you'd like this DVD, it's uh, End Times Investigations, eight hours of this. Or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash uh, order, or you can call 844-806-0006. And this encompasses everything, Kaz, that we've been talking about tonight and a lot more. Um, and so here's my point. My point is this. God called me to man my post. What is my post? My post is this. My post is to 
be a part of waking people up, of, of waking them, asking people to watch and telling people now they need to warn others. Yes. So if we can wake up, watch and warn, that's how we're coming into the kingdom and, right. and the gospel of the kingdom these last days. That's right. And, and the uh, great tribulation and the great deception are really kind of irrelevant when you hear God and obey his directives like this. David Heavener, thank you so much for spending some time with us. My listening friend, I hope this has been an inspiration to you. You need to revisit this a number of times, but just know that God's got you in the thick of his heart and his plan. Listen to Holy Spirit. The enemy doesn't know what to do about that. David Heavener, thank you so much. And one quick website, one more quick time as we say goodbye. Yeah, you can go to davidhevener.tv, and you can sign up, um, or you can just uh, go to uh, davidhevener.tv forward slash order, and you can find out all of the DVD and the shirts and everything we have for the ministry and to be how to get in t- contact with me. Very good. David Hevener, my listening friend, uh, an inspirational time, and I hope you go away with an awareness that God is in control, and he wants to have you listen and obey through Holy Spirit. God bless you guys. David Hevner, you're a remarkable guy. God bless you, and thank you for investing some time with us. See you next week, my friends. It's a pleasure, David. Thanks for joining Cast Hater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.